Hi everyone, welcome to Val's Tales. I'm Val Portelli, writer of these stories. I'm Val's sister, Wendy Walker, and I'm the narrator. And Wendy's daughter, Jazz, is our producer. Every fortnight, we'll bring you a new story. Sometimes funny, sometimes sad, always thought-provoking. Settle down, the story is about to start. It's always helpful to have a handyman about the house. Or is it? Floorboards. Oh, for goodness sake, what on earth is he doing up there? Horace, are you all right? There was no response to her shout, which was not unusual considering how deaf Horace had become. Or perhaps it was just selective hearing. He always had the TV so loud she couldn't think straight, but he seemed to hear every word when she was speaking quietly on the phone to her friend Penny. Perhaps it's just a wax build-up, Mandy. Tell him to get to the nurse and have his ears syringed and he'll be right as rain. Do you know how many times I've suggested that? Mandy responded. He insists I speak too quietly and there's nothing wrong with his hearing. Yet as soon as there's anything on TV to do with health, he decides he's got it. The other night, they were showing a documentary about bubonic plague. When he heard the Black Death killed over 75 million people in 1350 and he found a purple mark on his skin, he went into a panic. Goodness, what caused it? The silly old fool banged his hand with a hammer when he was doing some DIY. Is that what he's doing now? I can hear the noise even through the phone. Wouldn't it be better to get someone in to do those odd jobs? He's getting on a bit and it can be dangerous if you're not so steady on your feet. Tell me about it. He insists on being Mr Macho, but the Demolition Man would be a better title. Half the time I wait until he goes to his club and do things myself. Or if it's something I can't manage, I'll call a local contractor to sort it out. Even if they do a good job, he finds something to complain about and insists I've been ripped off. But if it's one of his cronies, he'll pay ten times over the odds and they never do what they were supposed to. Sorry, Penny, I've got to go and see what he's up to or I'll have no house left. Speak to you soon. OK, let me know how you get on. The handyman I use is brilliant if you want his number. After shouting until she was hoarse, Mandy sighed as she slowly and painfully made her way up the stairs. As she neared the top landing, Horace emerged covered in dust and using language to make a sailor blush. Who laid these floorboards? he demanded as he pushed his way past her. You always let cowboys take advantage of you and they've laid them wrong. I'll have to do the rest tomorrow. Be careful when you go in the bathroom. What's for dinner? Look at this mess. I'll have to clear it up before I start cooking. What on earth have you been doing? And don't forget, this house is over a hundred years old. If the floorboards have warped, they need to be replaced professionally. You banging about isn't going to help. You're only making it worse. Sometimes I despair of you. I really do. You're a never satisfied woman and I'm hungry. Don't be long. There's a good documentary starting in a minute. Call me when it's ready and I want a proper meal. None of that packet stuff. And make sure you don't burn the saucepans. For nearly 15 years, Mandy had put up with his bullying and moaning. 
It wasn't as if he was even a relative. She had been perfectly happy with her own company after her husband died at a young age. But when Horace became homeless, it seemed natural to offer him temporary accommodation in her three-bedroomed home. It was only after he'd been there for three weeks and she'd begun dropping hints about him moving on that she learned he'd been asked to leave the sheltered housing because of the problems he'd caused with other residents. So much for blood being thicker than water, her husband's family closed ranks and were relieved that the troublemaking eldest brother was no longer their problem. Months drifted into years and he became a permanent fixture. It hadn't been so bad when he first moved in. Sometimes it was useful to have a big, strong man around. But once he'd lived there for a while, he started taking over. After all, he said once when she'd tried to stand up to him, if Michael hadn't died first, this would have been my house. Don't be ridiculous. Mike and I bought this house together. It's nothing to do with you. And if I hadn't let you stay here, you would have been sleeping under a bridge somewhere. It was after this argument that he became even more awkward and stopped helping around the house. If she suggested he take out the bins, he went into a rant about women not knowing their place, and for the sake of peace and quiet, she stopped asking him to do anything. You've got to do something about him, Penny said, when once again he'd reduced Mandy to tears with his bombastic ways. Surely the council can help. It's not fair the way he takes advantage of you. Could you manage without his rent coming in? He doesn't pay me much, Mandy replied. And when he does give me the money, he makes such a fuss, I'd rather not take it. Even then, it's only half what he gets for his rent allowance. What a Scrooge! How are you getting on without the crutches? That was a nasty break and you should be sitting with your feet up, not running around after him. I'm at the hospital next week, then it's only a few more days until our long weekend away. I really can't wait. You deserve it. OK, I'll leave you to get on then, Mandy. See you on the 15th. Thanks for booking it, Penny. See you then. Mandy was shocked when she saw the holes in the bathroom floor and her bad leg made cleaning up the dust and dirt difficult, but it had to be done. She ignored the shouts from Horace about eating late being bad for his digestion and after a long, hard day, finally collapsed into bed, exhausted, around midnight. The following morning, she phoned the builder, hoping he'd be able to right the chaos Horace had caused without it costing her an arm and a leg. No problem, Mandy. I'm in the middle of a job at the moment, but I can be with you on the 15th, about 10, if that suits you. That'll be fine, Simon, thank you. I might not see you as I'm leaving at nine for a few days away with my friend, but Horace, my tenant, will be here. I'll settle up when I get back. On the morning of her holiday, Horace was being impossible and even though he knew the handyman was due within the hour, had gone back to banging about in the bathroom. Just as her cab announced its arrival, there was an almighty crash and she looked up to see Horace's leg dangling through the hole he'd made in the ceiling. Mandy! Mandy! Get up here and help me up! I told you these floorboards were rotten, but you wouldn't listen! Now look what you've done! What to do? If she didn't leave now, she would miss her flight and not be able to take the holiday she so desperately needed.
Penny was meeting her at the airport, so she'd be letting her down too. Simon was nearly always early and was bound to be there within 15 or 20 minutes. She'd given him a key to let himself in just in case Horace decided to go to the shops and make him wait. Two can play at being deaf, she thought, as she picked up her suitcase and closed the door firmly behind her. The holiday was everything she needed and she felt relaxed and happy after her time away in Penny's company. She'd left her mobile turned off so it was only on the journey home she saw the text message which had been sent at 9.45 on the 15th. So sorry to have let you down, Mandy. My mother was rushed into hospital, so I had to go to Scotland for a while. She's fine now, so I could come on Thursday if that suits you. I did send you an email, but I knew you'd be away. Again, my sincere apologies. Give me a ring when you get back. Simon. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying these stories, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also follow Val's Tales on social media. Details coming up.